2: On this episode of Kicked Back presented by Betway, we have Brendan Perlini. And for everyone watching and listening, this is our third time trying to record this episode because something's going on in the universe uh, that there's probably just such good energy in this episode uh, that it's nice a nice little hello from the universe. So for everyone listening, I have uh, just one of the kindest people that i've met through my husband brendan perlini professional hockey player uh former edmonton oiler and for all the edmontonians listening i'm sure you guys are going to love this episode as you all know you guys miss brendan perlini as you wanted me to tell tell him so brendan thanks for joining us we're excited to have you
3: well thank you so much for having me um yeah, third time's a charm here. I think uh <laughs> I think we're we're blowing the internet up with uh with our good vibes or something like that. I don't know. Something like that. We'll
2: see I, I, good vibes only. And then for also everyone listening and watching, we have producer Brett on the bottom of the screen, big United fan. We have two big United fans in the stream today. So we'll get to that in a second. But first of all, uh, Brendan, you've already told me the story twice now, but for everyone who's about to hear it for the first time, <laughs> do you, did you know when you played here in Edmonton that the fans here called you Lamborghini Perlini Talk to us?
3: Yeah. Uh- Uh, I'm starting to sound a little bit like an actor. I'm (laughs) starting to think maybe I can have a career in acting by (laughs) going over this story a couple of times. So, um, the, the answer is, uh, yes, I did know it. Um, and still to this day, I, I do get messages like, yo, like a guy, to be completely honest, uh, I think like a month or two (laughs) ago, a guy slid in my DMS, like in the, uh, in, um, what do you call that? Like, um, you know, like not in the main bit, like the requests like oh, every yeah. now, and, yeah, every now and then I'll check the requests and a guy just like literally said, Yo, Lambo, what up? <laughs> 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 like, you know, kind of just one of those where you're like, uh yeah, I'm not <laughs> responding, but I guess they're still calling me that. But yeah, the coolest story that I have about that, and I've, I've told you guys a couple of times so far, um, is when I was playing in Edmonton in preseason, um, a guy at first, he started kind of tweeting about it. My mom kind of took hold of it. Um, the next thing I seen, he had a Jersey, my name, well, Lamborghini for leaning on the back. I still actually, let me just say this. I still never Lamborghini owes me at least a car or two for <laughs> <laughs> promoting, promoting this. <laughs> I still never got anything from them. Crickets from them. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so this guy's kind of wearing the Jersey. He's talking about it online, whatever. Like we're still haven't even started the season. Um, I'm going out, uh, I go walking around the city a lot. We're in late September, early October. Um, you know, trying to get my feel for Edmonton and, uh, I'm going like grocery shopping or something one day. So I'm, I'm using the lime scooters to kind of scoot about cause I don't have a car. I'm living at the hotel across the street. And, um, you know, during COVID times wearing a full like balaclava thing over my head, hood <laughs> up, jackets on, um, basically just my eyes showing and, uh, yeah. Ripping down the street on, on one of those scooters and never forget the guy driving by and just, and it happened a couple times too, not just this one time, it happened again. So like somewhere else, but the guy literally like opened his window and was like, <laughs> yo, Brighini, what's going on? <laughs> and I, 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 I still think it's like, like you know, I told you guys this a couple of times, so it's kind of funny telling the story again, but um I don't know, I just I got a lot of love for for the people there, and um you know they treated me so well, and you know yourself caroline and and Mike and you know met a lot of awesome people, so um hopefully you can get back
2: well, we were talking about this at the beginning of the episode, but good people attract good people, so you deserve all the good vibes, yeah. and I think that that's what's special about. Edmonton and, and a reason why I even started following the Oilers heavily as a Toronto Maple Leafs fan is because the fan base is different they're so fun to be around and the fans really care about the players and the team and even if the team's not doing as well as they want them to do the loyalty is there uh, so I just I'm, I'm so happy that you've had those experiences and I'm honestly I'm not surprised because they're so die hard and it's what I love so much about Edmonton so much so that I'm a Toronto girl and I consider Edmonton home uh, hopefully this episode doesn't make <laughs> Yeah. anywhere since <laughs> anyone in Ontario. So just, Toronto fans don't come for me, but it's for anyone who's been here or, um, lived here, just like the fan and the, the fans and the community and the people are what make it different in like a very special way, you know?
3: Yeah. You know what the, I swear to God from like literally touchdown of the plane first landing, like before training camp, Um, I looked outside the window and it looked like extremely, extremely similar to my, one of my hometowns in, uh, Sault Ste. Marie, like Mm look identical. And I walking through the airport, they had these old little chairs in the airport, (laughs) same as our airport back in Sault Ste. Marie. And then there's just like a lot of connected, like people around, like from my hometown, the Sioux who had moved there and, Wayne Gretzky played in the Sioux. He obviously yeah. played in Edmonton. There was all these like connections like this with like my hometown. So I got like a very similar feel and vibe to like my hometown and the people that I'm around in Edmonton too. So it was kind of an easy like transition for me. So I know exactly like what you're talking about, like the people for sure. Love. What to was hear it like?
4: Sorry, Sorry. what was it like to have the city of Edmonton also kind of embrace your mother as well? Cause she also became like a cult legend on Twitter for, for Edmonton Oilers fans. too? <laughs>
3: yeah. I, to be honest, I don't know much about that. Um, <laughs> I, I never tried to really like pay much attention to it. And um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, she, she speaks her, uh, she's kind of no filter as far as like, <laughs> you know, speaks her, her mind on things. And some people like it, some people don't. Um, for me, you know, like I prefer that, like, to be honest, mm-hmm. why I went to to Edmonton in the first place was my connection with, with Dave Tippett, the coach. Right. And tip is like, very like that, like, like, he's like black or white. Um, and you get the honest, the God's honest truth. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, to be honest, uh, to how to answer that. Um, <laughs> if she was around, in. I th- I think she's out walking in. the dog, but if she's around right now, I'd tell her to jump in and answer oh my gosh. In for me. <laughs> I,
2: I wish. Cause I was just about to say, I'm going to speak for all Edmontonians and say, we love mama Perlini. And I'm going to tell you something, Brendan right now. Ooh, I was telling my parents yesterday that I was t- going to talk to you today on the show. And my mom says, please tell Brendan that I love how he treats his mom. Because I guess there was this one game where they showed your mom and like all these pictures of you and your mom. And my mom's like, I already know that this, this guy is a good kid. And, and, and just like a good son based Mm. on like his relationship with his mom. And we, we, we love mama Perlini on Twitter. So I Uh, appreciate it. Yeah. (laughs) If she was here, we would totally want to talk to her. (laughs) If if she's listening, I hope she feels the love. Uh,
3: No. Yeah. I'm sure she'd be, uh, she'd be really happy to appreciate that and to be completely honest too. She's like thought of different things as far as like, starting a podcast of like, maybe like a hockey moms podcast or something like that. So maybe Mm -hmm. I'll have to, uh, to link you, you guys all up and, you know, share ideas or something like that. So.
2: Please. We would love to, we would love to extend it. It would be so cool. Brendan Perlini one episode and then mama Perlini the next. That'd be (laughs) so good. Okay. So like I said, everyone, by the way, too,
3: if, if you guys think I talk a lot, like just wait till you have her on. And then if you think she talks a lot, don't definitely don't have my dad on <laughs> you, won't, you, you won't get a word in the whole podcast <laughs>
2: we want the whole perlini family on the next episode and i don't it could be about whatever it doesn't even need to be about soccer or football it could literally be about your dog and I'm, I'm i would totally be happy to have that conversation you're talking to the craziest dog lady also someone who never stops talking so that might be a six and a half or six and a half hour episode but i'm yeah. willing i'm willing and like excited to do it so hopefully we can schedule that in the future but uh for everyone listening who's a soccer and football fan i guess the natural progression here is brendan you're you're a hockey player but you also have you know this big passion for soccer and football and you were born in england right
3: yep yep Yep, yeah i was born
2: tell everyone your experience how you fell in love with the sport and, and the team that you support
3: um, yeah. So I, I kind of, uh, before we got cut off a couple of times, I, I mentioned this prior, um, you know, born over there. My dad finished his career over, uh, in the UK and, um, my, my brother was born back in Canada just cause it was like off season. He was born in the summer in uh, in June I was born in April. So still during the season. Um, but yeah, we grew up over there. I lived over there until I was 11, 12. My brother was 14, something like that when we moved back. So like, you know if everyone over there is just football nuts right football 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 so all you're doing at school you know all you're watching on tv um and to be completely honest like it's it's funny and i'll, I'll explain a little bit first like so how we got to be a united fan um, my dad wore number 11 um he got it retired in the rink over in the uk we grew up ryan Giggs fans um so that was like one connection we kind of always do things a little bit different. Um, our area we lived in South of London was like, everyone's Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal, um, even like QPR, all these, you know, there's so many teams full of around yeah. London. And so for us, like, you know, we wanted something different. Like we can't follow the wave. And at that time, they're just guy after guy coming through. And my dad actually, Um, he played up in Manchester one year, so he, he got, um, he got to meet like Brian Robson at the time, like we're talking like, you know, eighties, maybe early nineties kind of era. And, um, so there was a little bit of connection with that and yeah, that's, that's kind of how we ended up, uh, supporting United to be honest, still to this day, haven't, haven't got up to old Trafford yet. Um, would like to. But, uh, yeah, I've got some, some stories we'll probably dive into as far as like meeting the team and Mourinho and these guys and what, so, um, yeah, I mean, I could, I could go right into it right now for sure. Um,
2: Tell everyone the Schweinsteiger story, because I grew up watching, these are the guys I grew up with, right? Like you think about players, you hear Schweinsteiger, the kids these days don't know. So what was that experience? Like what he tell you, what was the scoop he gave you?
3: Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, when I was playing in, in Chicago, uh, like 2018, 19 season, something like that. Um, um it was interesting, like, you know, we, we were kind of talking like off air or whatever, just about kind of the place United is in and the transition the last 10 years, like since Fergie has left and whatnot. And, um, Schweinsteiger had finished at United. He was playing for Chicago fire. And, uh, our season was like kind of coming to a close. It was like April, the MLS just started up. And I said to, uh, like our media guy, like, Hey, like, you've got to get me there to meet him. like any, like any big, you know, star like that or whatever. Like I want to want to get down there and meet and talk. And so, um, yeah, end up getting to the game and there's a really nice picture that I'll, I can send you guys after of, of me and him with the United shirt and stuff. But just kind of like, you know, getting in his ear and picking his brain a bit of like, What's what's kind of been the deal around there, or what have what have you seen? I think I don't I don't know. I forget if he had Mourinho at the end, but I know he he said like Van Van Hal was like obviously very kind of dictatorish, um, yeah. and and he said uh, you know they just didn't they always seemed like they were like a piece or two short of um, mm-hmm. you know he said at the time like he was playing like it was him and Schneiderlin in the midfield and you know, they needed, uh, like as soon as he left, they brought in Pogba and he's like, oh, that would have been the perfect guy to like, he's like, for me, I would just break everything up and give it to him. And so it, it seemed like, you know, from, from the inside, he said like, they were always just like a couple pieces like behind, you know, like Real Madrid, all these teams would be up here and they were just kind of like treading water to like, you know, slowly get back there. But, um, yeah, that's kind of my, my thing with him. And actually I think I got Give me a sec. Um, oh no, I got I got the, uh, the shirt. Us. Where is it? I'm Trying <laughs> to so find crazy. it. Crazy. He has I to sift
4: wouldn't... through all the things.
3: Yes, he <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: got like all like all the. No, I don't.
3: <laughs> this is, this isn't the one. Uh, I have wow. uh, I, I have all these shirts here on, on the bed, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. know. It, it must be in my closet over there. I got him to sign it on one of those. And he put like once a red, always a red, oh. um, to my friend, Bastian Swansteiger. So, uh, I think it's in my, my other, my other room, but, um, really nice guy. Really, really nice guy. Like probably one of the nicest I've ever met.
4: That's so cool. Um, what did you think you mentioned Paul Pogba? Let's just get in and pull that bandaid off. How did you <laughs> feel about Pogba's multiple tenures with United?
3: Oh my God. What I love and hate. (laughs) Um, you know what it's so like from, and this, this is one thing. So I'm on the inside, right. Of like of athletic world in in the hockey room. So I sympathize with these athletes in a way Mm -hmm. like, like Caroline, you were, you were a former athlete. So you get it, right. You get the inside and like, sometimes you don't know the full story of things that are going on, but Mm -hmm. you can sympathize like, like when they're just taking harsh criticism, all these things like that. When I'm looking at it from a fan point of view, I was always like, you always wanted him to do more. Right. Like, but if I'm looking at it, like the athletic point of view and stuff, I'm like, man, they're just, people are just on his back, on his back, on his back. Like, like, maybe try giving the guy a bit of positivity every now and then, (laughs) you know, maybe he'll, he'll run with it. So I don't know. It was kind of a, a give and take with that. And I actually, I don't know if you guys watched it, but there was a show that came out, um, on Amazon about him. Did you guys watch that?
4: I heard it was one of the worst reviewed movies of all time. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, it I, was it a movie.
3: I, I watched oh, it something uh, like that. Yeah. I watched a series on him. Uh, that's and, what it was. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's just probably the English fans doing that, right? Yeah. But like um, <laughs> to be completely like it, it just showed a little bit more of the human side of things. Because even Lukaku, you know what? When Lukaku came to United. Oh, I couldn't stand him. Oh, they just bang <laughs> on about his, his touch. And he had a, you know, rock of a right foot or left foot or whatever. Yeah, like it just would hit it and bounce straight off. And I'd get so mad watching the games. And then I read a story about him on Players should be and like realized like why he shoots it like to the moon every time, like through <laughs> th- th- through the back of the net. He said, basically like when they were growing up, like, his only way out was to score. And he's like, the only way for me to get money and to move on to the next level and to, you know, reach this and that was for me to just score goals. So I would just kick mm-hmm. it as hard as I could every single time to try and score. And it, like it, it resonated with me because I'm like I'm on that same path of, you know, you're trying to like level up and level up. And after that, I, I really like You know, you just see him in a different light and sympathize with them. You know what I mean?
2: I think that's what's missing in professional sports a lot of the time is that Uh, almost that little bit of empathy, you know, the whole Ronaldo situation, uh, you speak to, you know, Brendan being on the inside and for people who have played sports at a high level, they know that sometimes what's going on the inside isn't properly being translated on the outside. You hear Ronaldo saying that, you know, he had one of his child, like his, one of his children pass away and he was expected to be in preseason and he didn't feel supported when you're in an an athlete in those situations. And you're a footballer who's given so much to a club, so much to a team, so much to the sport there. There's almost probably that expectation of kind of getting that back. And then this is sometimes where wires get crossed and fans only get to hear one side. And then, you know, you hear Ronaldo's side and then it's drama. And this could be for any footballer who's, who's in that situation. But I do agree. I think that, you know, sometimes there is empathy. You talk about Lukaku or even Pogba. There's a lot of drama that's been following Pogba lately. You don't know what's going on in their personal lives. And sometimes Mm -hmm. what's really, really happening. That is, that is that can affect the way they play, you know, the the way that they want to show up they're humans at the end of the day. So I'm, I'm glad that you said that because yeah, you're someone who's on the inside and can see things from two perspectives. You, you understand what the fans want and what they expect, but you also understand the human side of sport, which I think oftentimes we may forget because we're
3: so diehard. Yeah, for sure. Like imagine that for a sec. Sometimes I, um, and I, you know what? I had a, I had a coach one time too, that, um, like I was just really like button heads, button heads. And, uh, it took me to do this certain exercise. I was reading, um, a book, think like a monk, Jay Shetty. I don't know if yep. you guys ever yeah, yeah. It. It really good. I think me and you have talked about him prior. <laughs> yes. I don't be in my calves for sure. <laughs> um, really good. I did an exercise from his book where it was like, you flip the perspective and you think, okay, why, why would he be looking at me in this certain way and look at it through his point of view? And so like, as soon as I did that, I seen everything in myself where I'm like, ah, that's why we're kind of doing this and seen it from his point of view. But where I'm going with this is I'm like, like think of the Ronaldo thing for a second. Like, you know, people like for him to like say, Oh, the club is kind of feeling like they're like, faking the uh the like milking the, the child's death or whatever you know what i mean yeah, like yeah i'm like yep. put yourself in his shoes for a second and if that's like 100 percent legitimate in their mourning and all this stuff it's like man i would feel so bad too like the club mm-hmm. doesn't support me and you know people are calling us liars or whatever trying to think we're trying to get a transfer when really you know this catastrophic event happened and i don't know i like I don't know what I'm really trying to say, but it's just sometimes it's like oh, you got to just you know you never truly know what's going on in someone's life, exactly. right? That's perfectly I, said. I,
4: I think from the outside, it's so... Because you guys mentioned, you guys are on the inside. I, I am a kid with a beer belly who sits there and goes, Oh, <laughs> you running harder! <laughs> um, so I think it's important, that's 100% important to to mention. And I, I kind of want to bring back is something that you mentioned as an oiler and kind of tie that into what uh, uh, is going on with Manchester United and what has happened with Manchester United. And there was that kind of infamous uh, presser with you talking about about just how much the Oilers were losing at the time and the, the real negativity around the city and the team going, oh, uh, uh." and you Mm -hmm. sat there and went, you know what, maybe we need this. Maybe we need to, to be losing, to really, really embrace the winning culture. And then basically right from then, the Edmonton Oilers turned it on and and we're here now. Um, how do you think that kind of relates now to Manchester United? Because <laughs> that was some ugly times under a couple <laughs> of different managers. And now we have Ten Hogg. We're watching Ten Hogg's magic right in front of us. And and it's kind of that, that flip. But how do you think that kind of relates to, especially United supporters, just going through those tough times to really feel the sweet nectar yeah, of being above yeah. Chelsea and Liverpool?
3: That's the... Uh that's that's sports that's that's life in general right of like it, it truly never is like you know all um all just top of the like like look at liverpool this year right <laughs> like for the last however many years they've just been you know premier league champions <laughs> league whatever like and now it's this year they're you know not doing too well and mm-hmm. everyone's like oh okay like you know Maybe, uh, like we got to start retooling or looking at it. Like, so yeah. that's kind of just, you know, in, in any, like, whether that's, yeah, sports business, like, I don't think you can absolutely, you know, like even, even someone like Ronaldo who it's like, Oh, well he's been at the top for how Yeah. But he's, you know, he goes through his trials and tribulations too. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. He had a, um, a son or a daughter pass away or, you know, what, like everyone's got downfalls, man. That's just, that's, that's life in general. So, um, yeah, as far as United goes, like, yeah, I, I think for me as a fan, like when, when things like truly start, uh, getting better and better here, like it's, it's exciting, right? Like, um, I'm still not like 100% sold just because I think with every, every manager, Mourinho come in, Brian Zlatan, you know, they won Europa League. Like there was, there was a little bit with every manager when Ollie came in, same thing. So, you know, for me, it's going to be like, I'm, I'm a little more calloused over now where I, <laughs> I'd like to see a couple of years progression before I like really get excited. But it, it is, it's, it's nice to see different guys doing well too. Like Rashford scoring, whatever, whatever he's got like 16 and 16 or whatever he's got, you know? Um, it's good, it's good, man, especially the homegrown guys, too. Yeah,
2: uh, Brendan, you told me in a text message that you have a signed boot by one of my favorite players to yeah. watch growing up, and again, the kids don't know these days, DDA <laughs> Drugba. If anyone had the the absolute, you know, just honor of watching Drugba in his prime, this guy was an elite, elite player. So, talk to me, how the hell do you have his signature on your on a shoe? This, uh, so. Oh my God! There it is.
3: Yeah, I'll put it up. There's the the signature. The DD11. DD,
2: yes. Oh.
3: Yeah. Class. If you know, nice, you know. Nice boot too, oh. right? Like Mercurial. Me, Stuff my foot into this couple times trying it on, and
2: <laughs> so it's it's for her. Just to confirm, it's for sure his shoe. It's not like you bought a boot and he signed it. That's his boot.
3: I'll I'll tell you the story right now. Oh. So. Oh my. He comes um he signs at the end I don't even know where he was playing uh at the time like where did he go after his second stint in Chelsea there do you remember like I don't he, I don't he, he know. went to he went to he went Chelsea like he went to Turkey went to Galatasaray and then he came back to Chelsea for a bit and then I I don't there was a couple of years where I'm I'm not 100% sure oh well, you know where he was uh, Montreal Impact. That's right. right. He yes. did
2: go to the Impact. Yes.
3: Yeah. Um, I think he was coming from Montreal. They gave him, like, don't quote me on this, but this is what I heard around <laughs> around the area was that they gave him uh, part ownership of the team in Phoenix, Phoenix Rising, uh-huh. and so they wanted to bring him in, a big star. They were in, uh, I think it's called USL, the second division below MLS. Yep. They're trying to get an MLS team. At least at the time, they they were. I don't know if they're still on, you know, the go or not. But they they put this kind of like pop up, really cool stadium, like just off the highway, maybe like ten minutes down from where I live. He comes in. They do a big thing with him, and you know, word starts kind of spreading around town. Dragut just signed. Dragut signed, and I'm like, oh, here we go. You know, like because I I had been to one of the games before and got to know uh, kind of like their. Uh, I think at the time he was like their media manager and stuff like that. Like really, really good guy. He's actually uh, working for the Florida Panthers right now. But, uh, at at the time, um, we kind of linked up and uh, I'm like, Hey dude, like you need to get me out to a game. I want to meet Drogba, like when you guys are playing, so they were done. Um, like in that they, they do like, like a general, like almost like an NHL kind of playoffs, but just a home and home, right? Like home and away. So, um, they were doing this uh and they were in like the semifinals, and the finals was in like Kansas City or something like that. They're playing the second leg back at home and they needed to like win this game two or three, one to go on to the finals. So they they brought uh everyone like from the local area, and I could send you again the pictures and stuff from the night. I still still have all the stuff. Nice. Um they, they brought like all the local celebrities. So I went as a celebrity. You're the uh,
2: local celebrity. Yeah, There's no went, air quotes. You're the local celebrity.
3: I went as a celebrity representing the Coyotes, <laughs> but they brought like, uh, do you remember like Frankie Muniz, who was like Malcolm in the middle played, played him, they, um, like some baseball guys, some NFL guys, I think a couple guys off the Suns, any like local person and I, another cool story within this too. So I'll get to the Jaguar one. If I'm talking, cut me off. No, this is great. I, I end up, I, I go down there. I meet my buddy at the gate. He said, yeah, come in. I want to introduce you to, you know, some of the uh, football guys and stuff like that. So yeah, okay, whatever. So it brings me up to kind of the sweet area, meet some guys, some baseball guys. And he said, uh, Oh, are you, a, you're a big music fan. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I like music. He's like, Oh, uh, Give me a sec. I'll uh, I'll bring someone over to introduce you. I'm like, okay, whatever. And meanwhile, like, like first thing I always do wherever I go, snack bar, like snacks, drinks, <laughs> like, <laughs> right, like, I'm, I'm an athlete. I'm hungry all the time, so I'm like filling up my <laughs> plate and stuff. And he brings over. He's like, oh, uh, Brendan, this is. I'd like you to meet uh, Jordan Sparks. And I'm like, uh, hi, how you doing? And she's like, oh, uh, you're that Perlini kid on the Coyotes, right? And I'm <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Uh, okay nice nice to meet you and so at that now i'm like buzzing i'm like jordan sparks knows (laughs) that. So (laughs) this
2: is the jordan sparks who sings no air right
3: yes
1: that is (laughs) one of my all time
2: this came on the car the other day mike and i were in the car the other day and this song came on and we were both belting it out on the top of our lungs and i'm like this is a childhood favorite this story is awesome
3: yeah she either i forget she either was pregnant at the time or had like her her baby in her arms like it was it was pretty fresh and um but yeah we we end up just kind of talking a little bit oh nice to meet you blah 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 so i'm kind of like buzzing off of that and i end up talking to like some of the baseball guys and there was a guy Archie Bradley he was uh, i think he was a relief pitcher or mm-hmm. um something like that I, like big time pitcher out in arizona like in arizona at the time and me and him end up uh, we're like oh we should go like down by the pitch and then some of the other, like Jordan Sparks, all the celebrity people, we were like right at the pitch. And I like, now this is second half and we're standing like I'm talking on the sidelines where the subs are like warming up. And so keeps kind of going on and on. And I keep getting in my buddy's ear. You got to get me to meet drug, boy you got to get me to meet him. I want it. Cause they gave me a shirt too,
4: <gasps> <gasps>
3: this. No way. Per, Perlini 11 sick. on the back. that that was their kid at the time so they
0: gave me that and um hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role
3: Oh yeah. Here's the, I found that Chicago fire one. Uh, this is like the team and, Ooh. um, uh, who, who was I saying Schweinsteiger and all those guys, but so <laughs> what a I, collection. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hopefully growing even more. Um, we're down there and I'm, I'm in his ear. You got to get me to meet him. You gotta, I, I want him to sign the Jersey and take a picture with number 11. Cause he's the goat number 11. And, uh, so I'm in his ear. I'm in his ear. And game, sure enough, it's like 89th minute, 90th minute, 1-1. Drogba comes down, ends up scoring. Knee slides to where like all us celebrities are standing. Then hugs the owners there. We're all in this (laughs) team, like hug, like with him, like they're going to the finals now, like wins the game. And like literally two seconds later, ref blows the whistle, game done. My buddy's like, come with me, come with me. Like, we'll get you that picture with Drogba right now. And I'm like, what on the pitch? He's, I'm like, no, I like, like, cause I know how it is as an athlete and stuff. Right. I'm like, no, like let's do it. Like we a quieter thing or whatever. He's like, no, no, no. The best time to do it is right now. <laughs> so <laughs> he brings us over like these literally the game just blew. He's shaking hands with guys. And so it couldn't have been the nicest guy ever. Like Aww. there was a picture, uh, me and him holding the shirt like this. I got my arm around him and stuff. Um, showing the 11 Perlini and then, uh, like there was a big, like kind of celebrity shot of us all together and stuff, like really nice guy. And you know, the team's going off celebrating, they're all going crazy. They're kind of wandering back in the training room. And he he taps me, like kind of on here, and he's like, Hey, come with me. And I'm like, Oh, where off? He's like, Yeah, just come with me, come with me. So I end up going with him into the dressing room. And it's like far and away. I wish it was like this in hockey. Like it's so <laughs> honestly, last year, like you know, okay. To give like in Edmonton, but any, any team, whether I play in Detroit, Chicago, you win a game, you come in, it's like, okay, yeah, we won. Good job guys. Uh, One guy does a speech. Yeah. Player of the game. Okay. Whatever. Like that's, that's it coming into this. It was like, honestly, probably one of the best like clubs I've ever been to. (laughs) Like, Honestly, God, like music was unreal. Like (laughs) dancing, like they're all, and I got videos too. I have a video of Drogba. And like to this day, so it's still like one of my favorite songs, like me and my brother and my buddy Miku, um, a Russian guy I played with is like still talk about this. He does like this little like dance. And, uh, you guys ever heard that song, Joanna? You go, Joanna. Joe. Yes, Joe. yes, and yes. It mentions his name. Why are you gonna do me like joke bow? Yes. <laughs> and, and he's in the middle of the room, like literally like oh dancing like God. this. Like, yeah, and the whole team is like going like it's honestly they are like, and I've got I've got all footage of this. Like he put oh. me in his like he started Instagram live and he was like, Oh, shout out to all my people. I'm in the live and stuff, and <laughs> so where the boot comes in is he's in there he's got his socks on and stuff whatever thought about it in my head stealing them <laughs> but <laughs> i'm always like looking to grab something but so he he ends up i can see him he goes like everyone's still dancing and i can see him going like kind of to the back so he, uh, he's like messing around in his little locker and stuff. I see him chucking around with boots and stuff. And he disappears like behind, like, I don't know, back into where the toilets were. So he comes back out and I'm, I'm not really like paying attention. He taps me on the shoulder again. And he's like, here, man, I want you to have this. And I'm like, like, my eyes are like, like oh. this. <laughs> right and I'm like, no way. Like, thank you so much. Like, you know, so, so gratitude towards him and whatnot. And there, there wasn't the pair that you wore during the game. Cause I, it, it was a brand new, he literally opened the box. Like still, uh, like this bit is like, hasn't even been taught, you know, like from the initial, like first, when you get the boot, like it had all the stuff in it, he took the stuff out, signed it and was like, there you go. So
2: as long as he touched it, as long as that yeah. was his potential boot. And also, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What kind of manifestation powers do you have? that you were talking to your buddy on the sign, they'd like be like, we need to meet drug or whatever. And then you get to a point where you're, you're in the locker room with him <laughs> on his Instagram live and like receiving a signed like boot. This is mind blowing to me. that You just real time manifested all of that.
3: Oh yeah. I, I'm glad you said it because I, I don't think I've ever thought about that before, to be honest I and mean, how powerful that stuff truly is. But yeah, so it's, it's uh
2: I'm not I, even saying that like, as a joke. I'm not even saying that as a, as a joke, like that is real. Like whatever energy you are putting out for you, for him to just be like, Hey, come with me. That doesn't happen. Brendan. Like it doesn't <laughs> happen also with like, again, like a DDA drug, buh. this guy wasn't just yeah. like an, an MLS star. This guy was a <laughs> premier league star. This guy,
3: yeah, like yeah.
2: Highly remembered as one of the best, you know, Chelsea players ever.
3: To build off the last story as far as like manifestation and things like that, I feel like this one almost hits like a little bit, uh, even better too. So, um, this was, I was in Chicago again, we we're playing the winter classic and yeah, that same season, eighteen nineteen. So we're playing Boston. We're in Notre Dame football stadium day before they do a a practice. And so at that time, uh, I got like really, really close with the guy, Artem and Russian guy. Um, if you look him up on YouTube, like done some crazy shot, the goalie one time, like as a celebration, <laughs> like when, when he was in New York, <laughs> got jumped yeah. for it, like started a brawl, but like, <laughs> done like some crazy celebrations. Me and him always used to talk about like, he would have these videos of these Russian guys, like his friends back home doing all these wacky celebrations and whatnot. So we kind of love that. And uh, we were talking about like soccer a lot and football. So um, I end up saying to him, we were laughing and joking around. Like we get on for practice and kind of skating around like before the drills start. And uh, I said to him, like, Artie, uh, what do you got loaded up for tomorrow if you score? Like, what what celebration are you going to do? And he did uh, some stupid one or whatever. I don't even remember <laughs> what it was. And we were laughing a joke. Have you seen this one? Have you seen that? Whatever. And then me and him like kind of sit down and we're stretching. And I'm like, uh, i seen a good one the other day. Um, I followed a guy, uh, Memphis Depay from, uh, he played for United and he's playing for uh, Leon now at the time. And he's, you know, he starts like going like this and like he score and he'll do that like to the crowd and stuff and uh we're laughing and joking about it well it turned out like somebody like our photographer on the black Ops took like a photo of me and him stretching i have the photo and i'm i'm like laughing at him like this <laughs> and so i she sends me the photo and was like oh i thought you'd like this is quite funny and whatnot so i put it on uh my like instagram story or whatever like as a joke like oh my new celebration if i score tomorrow <laughs> so sure enough I scored the first goal of the game, <laughs> in, instantly whip out this. <laughs> like, for, for because of, you know, already like Anisimov, like we just joked like that. I just kind of did it as a joke and whipped out. And then, honest to God, like that became my thing in Chicago. Like, it, after that, I did it one more time. I ended up, uh, the first time I played against the Coyotes, like I got traded from the Coyotes to Chicago the first time playing against them again, Mm -hmm. uh, was in Chicago and I scored a hat-trick against them. And on the third goal, I'm like, it's only fitting. I whip it out on the, on the third goal, but where the story gets good is the first time I do it, that winter classic, like, you know, that's getting a lot of coverage online and media stuff, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it got so much that Memphis puts it in his story. And no. tags me and he, he sends me a DM. Hey man, so cool to see you guys, uh, like other people doing my celebration, different sports and stuff. Um, send me your address. So I say to like our media guy, he was a uh, shout out to Adam Roglin, like great guy. Our, uh, like head media guy, huge Tottenham guy. So we were always, he's the one who hooked up the Schweinsteiger thing and stuff like okay. that. So I say to him, Hey, he's asking for my address and stuff. I think he wants to send a shirt over. Let's send him back. Like want to make up one of mine or his or whatever, send him one back like a Jersey swap and stuff. So we end up doing that. And, uh, this is the one again, he, that he sent. Oh, um, shut up. So obviously oh, like my he's, he's my guy too. Cause he's number 11 as well. I've worn 11 like my whole life. And wrote on there, he put holla at me when you're in Europe. <laughs> no way. God, God bless uh, oh Memphis. Yeah. God. And so, so eleven
2: eleven's big in your life, hey? Like this mm-hmm. has got to be a, a number time, for yeah. you of like luck and abundance and um destiny. Like I really believe in that. So that's really cool because not only is it a number your dad wore and then you wore, and then you now brother, like. You're, Yes, wow. and now you're getting jerseys signed by by number 11s. Like that's really really cool. It,
3: it runs uh, it runs really deep. There's there's only been a handful of times I, I haven't worn it. Um, I, in Detroit, I wore 29 because two and nine is 11. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I wore I went completely off of it in Edmonton. I couldn't wear 11 because it's retired. Um, and it was a, a whole like kind of I got inspired by Jackie Robinson, so I want to wear 42 and stuff, mm. but We, uh, yeah. Like there's so many things that like run deep with that. Not like just scary things too. my, my grandfather passed away January 11th. Um, the, I played in the, the 11th winter classic in history. I scored, uh, like at the 11 minute mark in the game. Um, stuff like that. Like, um, I forget there was, there was one, I, I scored that hat trick where I did this March 11th. Wow! Like, I love this. Honest to God, it like it runs really deep, and those are just base layer stuff. There's a lot more things that I, I kind of forget off the top of my head. But
2: do you see eleven eleven a lot on the clock?
3: All the time. Yeah. That's right. So I'm not.
2: So. I, when I hit record, because it's our time here, it was 11 11 when I hit record. Yeah. And I, that's <laughs> such a big number in my life. So I was like, oh, that's nice. Like, here we are talking about like positivity and everything. Yeah. And then it's like always oh, just like a nice little wave to me. But it's so cool that you say that because obviously this is a very like aligned episode of just good vibes. I mean, I I yeah, feel like we're going to sure. title this Good Vibes with Brendan Perlini. Like, I don't even know if <laughs> the there's start our own podcast. To, <laughs> to God, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Um first of all, that's sick that you got that from Memphis Depay. Um and right there's goes my ring light. You want to talk about the the universe doing some crazy <laughs> shit. My my light just died uh for everyone listening, but uh what did he say during the World Cup of Brett? The pie that he uh, that he started some controversy on Twitter, which made me like him even more. Yeah,
4: this uh, was This was during the uh, the knockout stage, and that was against the U.S. men's national team. And he goes all bark, no bite, <laughs> and people got mad.
2: You know I like I like when our sport has a little bit of like you know the the pot stirred that's why I love Ronaldo cuz he's like the villain yeah. and Mbappe can be the villain and even Messi at the World Cup you know told I don't know who he told on the Dutch team but he basically like told him off in the middle of the game Yes. And I like, I don't know what he called it, but I think I saw online like that Messi called him a donkey and Messi's just (laughs) Messi's typically like this really nice, like doesn't do anything like that. And when he did that, I'm like, you know what? Messi's going to enter his villain era before he wins his first ever world cup. So sometimes I like when the pot is stirred and like, you know, these professional footballers kind of add to the storyline. And I, when Memphis Depay tweeted that, I was like, legend, what a legend. (laughs)
3: He he seems like a, uh, just to chime in. He seems like from my experience, a really, really good guy. Um, I don't like, you know, he's another, we talk about United and guys like during the Schweinsteiger thing who come and go, he was one of those guys. Like Memphis was brought Mm -hmm. in during like 2015, 16 meant to kind of be not next Ronaldo, but game number seven shirt and stuff. And, you know, I just like, It's interesting how a lot of guys have come and gone there and and what really, what really takes place. But yeah, I mean, I, I can only speak on my experience. seems like he's a really, really cool dude. And I actually have, he tweeted this picture of him wearing like the Perlini Jersey. I sent him. No way. It's a it's a signed jersey too. So like I would never wear like these Schweinsteiger ones, right? Like that just goes and sits like in my room. No one touches it. He was like wearing it, playing basketball with his buddies. He's got like the Rolls Royce in the background and stuff. <laughs> and you can see it says on there like uh, whatever my message was to him with my autograph. <laughs> oh <laughs> I, my wish God. I, I, le- I left my phone in the other room too. I would quickly bring it up and show it to the screen. But
2: I don't yeah. know about you guys, but I would flex on that all the time. I'd be like, oh, yeah, professional <laughs> footballers are wearing my Jersey and he, in front of a Rolls Royce. If only he knew that your nickname was Lamborghini Perlini, he'd probably come in on as a Lambo.
3: Yeah. That's, yeah. Seriously. That's, you gotta I, send I think one. that's, it, it's like a, alternate uh what do they call that like alternate personality or something you know like when i wear 42 i'm the lambo but <laughs> if i'm wearing 11 i'm not considered you know i can, don't have anything to do with that so <laughs>
2: that's so funny listen so- we had you for a while brendan so sorry brett go ahead ask your question we'll finish off on uh the Mourinho story because i mm. we need to fit that in but go ahead brett
4: yeah, no, this kind of I guess uh, ties into it potentially, but uh, with Memphis putting uh, when you're in Europe, it hit me up. Have you been uh, back to Europe? I guess because you're you're from England. Have you been back to Europe and been able to kind of maybe finagle something back? No, Europe not sometimes?
3: not since uh, not since that. That was because that was basically the year before COVID, mm. and then COVID. Yeah, went down. I was in, like the only time I went I went over this year to play Spangler Cup with Canada. Right. Um, but you're over there. Like I was there for 10, 12 days or whatever you're in and out pretty quick. And, um, so yeah, it's, uh, I haven't been back since, um, I'd like to, and take him up on the offer and see what, uh, you know, if, if he's paying, in a, we're rolling in a different, uh, different a bracket. bracket that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: oh my God. You have so. to, that'd be so funny if there was like a collab that you guys did
3: that'd be so I'd love it too. Yeah. I, I feel like he's, you know, we talk about manifestation, all this stuff. I feel like he's like, he's similar on that wave. Like that's the vibe that I kind of get with him from the laws. like he does it more so in terms of like, you know, like follow God's path and stuff. He seems like more religious in, in that way, but it, it's all, you know, in in the gist of it, it's all very similar. Right. So, um, yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll have to hit him back up and get over there.
2: Nothing is out of your reach. So if you ever do that, you have to promise that you come back on our show and you tell us all about the experience.
3: Shit, I'll live stream the damn thing. Oh so my can all my god! <laughs> <it.
2: laughs> oh my god! Actually, you know what? We're gonna come with you. I'm just gonna start yeah. manifesting that.
3: We'll be there with you. Yeah, exactly. True. <laughs> we'll get Jogba. We'll get the whole crew over there. <laughs> hey, Bastion, oh what god. you doing? <laughs> yeah, you guys
2: exactly. Might be, yeah, you guys might be reviving me on a stretcher because I would. I, I tell Mike, I'm like. I've I've had such you know um, I'm super grateful that I've interviewed like you know Ovechkin and and a lot of you know top hockey players but I'm like if I met I met Kaká once which was one of my favorite players growing up but I'm like if I and he's on my vision board to interview is David Beckham if I sat down if I sat down with Beckham he might be the only person in the world that I'm just like I might just sit there and start crying because. (laughs) He, the way he'd like impacted my youth and development into the sport and just how he was just like the first athlete in soccer to kind of transcend into the pop culture world and how he kind of shaped my pop culture football narrative in my mind and, and just the footballer he was. I actually think I would wouldn't survive that interview. Um, so it's on my so board, true. but it's just so that, crazy it, when so- you meet these people.
3: Isn't he just like the, the best too? like coolest. just looking at, yeah. Like the coolest looking guy, like it, covered in tats these days. What? Like didn't he get one on like on the side of his head or something too, yeah. or something recent, like is it, nobody can pull that off and on him, like looks so cool. Like anything he does, any hairstyle. Eh, yeah. I'd like, well, you, I'm with you. I'd like to meet you, him too. You
2: guys remember growing up and you know, he, he would, have the mohawk and then the shaved head and then the bleached hair and then the long and everyone would be like, how is David Beckham going to do his hair today? And I'm like, this guy has such influence that we don't only care about what he's doing for United or England. We also care about what jeans he's going to be wearing. And that's when I was (laughs) like, he has such impact and influence. And then also in terms of everything he's done post football and how, you know, he's this extremely successful businessman now in MLS and how he's going to start bringing over, you know, Messi, Ronaldo, like he's having conversations with these guys i don't know he's just to me he's probably the mecca if, if there was one person i would dream to to meet and interview it's david beckham and on this good vibes podcast episode i'm i'm like extra sending it out because yeah, i'm yeah. like if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen during this episode because it's been just yeah if he's again. the next
3: if he's the next guest on i'm gonna be pissed i'm coming back <laughs> on for that episode
2: <laughs> like we'll stream you in we'll stream you in brendan perfect uh quickly before we head off uh tell us the Jose Mourinho story because we want to yeah. talk about some of my faves this one th- this guy remains at the top
3: for me um yes again this probably isn't as great as as the others i would say but um i think uh, the overwhelming thing and i've said it a couple times like with the shirts with me saying like oh i've got the pictures or videos or whatever um like when my dad was doing all this stuff like because he basically did the same thing In like hockey was like a little bit big over there, but he would like get brought in a lot of times, like when he was in the UK, when he played like in Manchester or these different areas to go do different sporting events, like with the United guys or city guys or whatever, like they would bring different athletes together at that time. They had no damn cameras and stuff. So he tells all these stories and he's like, Oh, like my actual nickname is Bubs." But he's like, Oh, Bob's like, I wish you could have seen it. I wish you could have seen like what we did back in the day and blah, blah, blah. And He's like, wherever you go, I always tell you guys now, like take pictures, take videos. Like people don't believe these stories and stuff that you guys do. But if you have the proof, (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, like who's, who's to say, right? So, um, like with this, this was the summer before all that Drogba stuff went down, um, out in Phoenix again, I get word I'm, I'm training out there. United is coming out for their preseason schedule. So at that time, like I think Zlatan had just, uh, I want to say he just broke his leg or whatever. So he wasn't on the trip. So I was like kind of bummed about that because he's like my guy too. I love him. Like where's number 11. Sometimes I wore it for Sweden, blah, blah, blah. But, um, most of the guy, like it was an early trip. So, I don't think Rooney was on the trip. Like a couple of the top guys weren't there, but obviously Mourinho's getting the squad together. They're coming out, they're training. And I said, okay, like get to our media guy, get a hold of them. Like, I want to get down there. I want to meet them. Like, and I don't want to just like go to the game and sit in a box or something like that. Like, I don't like that. Like, get me to, I don't care if I go there and meet them for five minutes and then leave and go home. I just want to meet them. I don't even care about watching the game. And I really wanted to get to the training session the day before. And they end up saying they're not, they're staying in LA. They're flying in, playing the game and leaving. They're not training at all beforehand. So I'm like, okay, is there anything else you can do? And they're like, oh, but they did say they want to have you like on United TV, which is like their, oh, um, sick. you know, yeah, you, you yeah. know, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, great. So, um, end up going down there. I bring a buddy with me and stuff. I think my buddy was wearing like a Celtic shirt or something like that. So I'd, I'd have to check the picture. I'm, there's I'm always that one guy.
2: There, there's <laughs> yeah, right. one guy. There's
3: always one the guy. Full kit wanker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about it now. Yeah, I know for a fact he had on like some sort of green and white shirt. I'm positive it was Celtic. I'd have to look it up. And funny, I, when, when I first started texting back and forth with you the other day to do the show, I was going through these pictures, so I seen it recently, (laughs) but so anyway, yeah, I'm showing up with full kit wanker and we're going down (laughs) and I've got like the United shirt on and stuff. And, uh, like, okay, we want to, uh, like the players are going to come out in a bit. We want to have you on United TV. It'll be like you and the, the host. I forget the host's name at the time. And so I'm meeting, this is so and so, like kind of production team, whatever, meeting all these people. And, uh, we're kind of standing around. I get this tap on my shoulder and, uh, it was Brian Robson. And, like, I don't know if you, if you guys know who that is. Yep. Okay. Yep. You must, right? Yeah. He's oh, like, yeah. you know, legendary number seven, like, and in my dad's day, like he was the guy like it early eighties and stuff. So it kind of comes full circle because my dad did an appearance late eighties or whenever he played in Manchester and ended up hanging out with Brian Robson a little bit. way, oh, hey. Yeah. And so it comes full circle around. He was like, you know color kind of the color guy or whatever like there was two three guys on the panel who i was on with and so i said to him i'm like you, but my dad did a thing with you back in the day blah, blah blah so that was pretty cool number one like meeting the legend stuff yeah and then all, all the team starts coming out and you know i don't really get too much a chance to like like just guys coming by oh how you doing like nice. they kind of know like you're I don't know, somebody you're standing there and you're not, you like, you kind of look like an athlete, but you're wearing the shirt and you kind of look like a fan too. So they're kind of stopping and saying, hi. And, um, yeah, Jose at the time had walked out of the tunnel and, like had this fa- literally his face was like,
0: <laughs> <but> <laughs>
3: that's
2: how I'd expect him to be. I, like, to look, see, I wish you could hear this impression, see this impression
3: <laughs> looks so miserable. Like comes over to me and, one of my, one of our good friends, who we grown up with, um, I don't know if you guys would know this name at all. Maybe with yourself being in the media world, Andy Burton worked for Sky Sounds Sports. Sounds familiar. A, worked for Sky Sports doing the transfer deadline day for a long time. Yeah. My my dad basically raised this kid growing up, and stuff. So, and uh, he, uh, we'd always heard from him. Jose, nicest guy. He'd always be posting pictures together with him. Nicest guy, nicest guy. Here, I'm thinking like, what kind of nice guy is he? His face is like that, walking <laughs> over. And uh, he says, hello, nice to meet you. Uh, in his accent, Jose, nice to meet you. Like, or however he speaks, you know. And Oh, yeah, nice to meet you. I'm a hockey guy, blah, blah, blah. Um, what do you think of the team? Stuff like that. And honest to God, his like mood and stuff on his face changed like that. Oh, hockey guys. Blah, blah, and then, You know, found out different sport and was the nicest guy ever, honestly. And that's that's pretty much the extent of the story. But, um, you know, never judge a book by its cover as far as, like, facial expression anything like that. And I, I'll say the same thing. Like, it used to be... And Tip would probably laugh if I say this, but Dave Tippett, like, my coach, me and him got along so well. But he had that face. You looked at him, and you're just like, oh, he's not happy today. But if you said, <laughs> like, hey, Tip, how you doing? He's like, hey, what's going on? Like, But, you know, sometimes they just have a have a look. Right. So well, uh, that's
2: like Ancelotti too. Ancelotti has one of the best RBFs in the game. Right. But like, I feel like eh,
3: RBS it's, it took me a second. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, yeah, um,
2: But it's like, I feel like Ancelotti would be like the coolest uncle or grandpa. Like I just feel like he's so nice. And then Jose Mourinho with, with the way he is, I just feel like it's part of their shtick. It's like their persona, right? Like, I, I it's like we talk about the alternate per personality, or even, or even like you know, kind of like when you go into character, it's how these guys are, and it's why they're so legendary. Like Jose Mourinho goes to the media, and same with Ancelotti, and it's just like a stare down. And I'm like, wow, that's probably a part of their in- intimidation factor. That plays yeah, a for large sure. Part into like who they are, their tactics, their coaching mentality, but so freaking cool. You got to meet them.
3: Oh yeah, 100%. Like a hundred percent. Like a lot of these stories, too it's nice to kind of reminisce now and it, like even hear it from yourself, because sometimes you like we, we do as far as playing in the NHL and things like that, you get a bit spoiled in terms of like people you meet and see and kind of blurs together and you don't really think about it too much. And even just telling it back now, I'm like, God, like I was down there with Mourinho and stuff. and it's so <laughs> cool. So, um, but yeah, you, you also, I think to my personality, and not if we're running out of time, let me know real quick, but, and we're good. um, I, I think like, you just generally you do feel like for this will be for everyone who's listening too. Like everyone's just normal people, you know. Mm-hmm. So like that's the thing where I think too what how it like for me it it becomes where it's like less and less of like oh meeting Schweinsteiger is like up here and then it just slowly like meeting so Mourinho is down here. I mean and then because you kind of just are like oh he's just a nice guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it's not you know yeah okay the guys won a couple of football games in his life or whatever, <laughs> but you know, he's not some alien God from where, yep. like, you know what I mean? Like, so th- I think that's the thing that I really found out about these circumstances and Jordan sparks and this person and that person, whatever, you know, like, so yeah, I've had a, a good little run of meeting people.
2: We were so grateful that you took the time to tell us today on on Kicks Back presented by Betway. Brett, anything else you'd like to talk to Brendan before we sign uh, sign off?
4: Barcelona Manchester United Europa League prediction. What are you <laughs> thinking? Are we are we on the same page here?
3: Uh, I'm they're going to pull it out. I score wise, I don't know how many. Like, I think the better question uh, is like, how many is Rashford gonna get? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. I so think that
2: seven straight games scoring at Old Trafford right now. So, I mean, now they're back at Old Trafford against Barcelona in the second leg, so he's going to keep the streak going. That's an easy place to put your money.
3: Yeah, 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 for sure. Hey, one one quick question. I I usually ask this to most people when talking about United. What do you guys think right now like that separates them from where they are to being champions? Great question.
2: Right. You Two want things. to take this? Okay, go yeah. ahead. This is the big United
4: fan. Two things. First thing is uh, just a bona fide out-and-out out striker. Like, we need just somebody who to, to throw the ball to. I know Vout is there. He's, he's big. You can put the ball into the box for him. But I think just getting that just if you could get him or just an absolute star next to like Ratchford or Sancho, even Garnacho now too, I think they're unstoppable offensively. Uh, but I think also this might be a little bit of a hot take, but. David De Gea has ran a bit of his course here. I think mm. if we can get just a, a, a ball stopper and and uh, someone who can just swallow the ball, I think it, you're there's no stop. Like look at look at City with Ederson and look yeah. at uh, Liberty Allison. With Allison, like I mean, if, imagine if- except for yesterday, <laughs> aside
2: from yesterday,
4: Eddie Jr. But- <laughs>
2: has his name written all over his shirt right now.
4: <laughs> yeah, uh, no, those are my two things.
2: I'm going to absolutely give all Manchester United fans a heart attack right now and say the only thing missing is Paul Pogba and re (laughs) sign (laughs) Pogba. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I I think Brett, (laughs) great points. And I think that honestly, they just need to now find a way to be consistent because I think that they have all the tools and they're doing it and they have a very good manager who's, who's put other people in a place of, of, um, management that they're finding ways to succeed and, Ten Hag out coach Xavi at Camp Nou. And I think that, you know, this is a guy who can make wonders happen right now for that club. And Casemiro has been United's best player, best signing, best player, yeah. what he's done for that team. It's like his mentality is contagious. We talk about sometimes like the power of, of having someone like that on your team, you know, having, hearing that United's at the bottom of the table for the first time in 30 years. And then, um, Casemiro deciding to join United at that moment in time, and then helping the team kind of flip and tell, telling his agent to basically tell 10 hog and management, like tell them I'm going to fix this and actually do it. This guy's like a mentality monster. And I respect, I respect that so, so much. And probably a guy that, you know, if you're playing next to you and you see how badly he wants to play and how badly he wants to win a ball and how much he loves this team, that's contagious. That's like exactly the guy that, yeah, you want definitely. On your team, you know, how about no, you,
3: Brendan? Couldn't agree more. No, yeah, I I agree one hundred percent. I think both you guys are right. I'm not. I'm not the biggest Fred fan.
1: Oh, <laughs> me neither. No I,
3: way. Fred I, 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 I can't stand when he's playing. To be honest.
2: I'm with you, Brendan. (laughs) Sorry
3: to, sorry to ruin the good vibes of the whole (laughs) podcast. (laughs) That's it. But
2: we're not posting this anywhere. That's it. uh,
3: Got it. Got it here. I I generally like now is when you know I think of that Schweinsteiger story, and I'm like, man, imagine if they had him back there too with Casemiro or something like just rocks, right? Like, so I don't know. We'll we'll see, yeah, where it goes, and it's always like this. this Is a, a whole other question for another day. Of like. Then, who do they get as far as like, you know, strikers and who's actually like legitimate? And, you know, do they go after a Kane? Why would Kane want to go there when totally. like their <laughs> facilities are lesser and things like that? And so, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting, but I, I always like to, to ask that to get other people's opinions. Totally. That's great.
2: Brendan, we appreciate you so much. You are welcome. Anytime you want on our show and, uh, any more stories. Like if you come up and you're like, Oh my goodness, Caroline, there was something that I didn't talk about that I want to share, please. Cause I'm sure our listeners are going to love it. And then please, if your dad wants to jump on and tell his stories from back in the day, like, I think it'd be so cool to hear them and, and kind of get,
3: you know, his perspective on this. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole different, he's not getting people DMing him saying like, Oh, nice to see you doing my celebration. That's for sure. His, <laughs> so his was depressing. a lot a lot more in person and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll definitely, I'll bring it up to them and thanks again for having me guys. Um, it's been truly awesome and, uh, I knew it was, I knew it was. So, um, yeah, thanks again.